and welcome to a Purpose Story podcast with your host, Mordecai Tarake. Everyone, welcome to a Papa Story with Mordecai. And today is a special day for the first time I'm having this podcast on Zoom, which is interesting. And I have people across the ocean. This podcast is all about talking about passions and purpose because we were created for more and we were created by God who knows how he wired us and he wired us for a purpose. And the moment you know your purpose, you are unstoppable. And today I have Judah, I have Jim, I have Ben, I have Aline, I have Baraka. They're going to introduce themselves in a bit, but I'm so excited that so far, and I hope our conversation will inspire you, encourage you, and challenge you to live out your godly given purpose. So I'm first, okay. Because um, <laughs> I'm first. Um, my name is Ben. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I uh, went to Cornerstone with Mordecai. All right, so my name is Baraka Mora, or I like to call myself Bruce Wayne, because I feel like Bruce Wayne is the most amazing human being ever. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya, good friend of Mordecai. Man, Mordecai and I have stories like for days and experiences that are hilarious. Hi, hi, hi. So yes, my name is Ishimwe Allah. Uh, others call me Elaine. Alan, I have been baptized, so I've actually accepted it. I'm from Rwanda, uh, but right now I'm based in Kenya. Hi, I'm Micah. Um, I'm Mordecai's Mzungo friend. Um, he stood in my wedding like three weeks ago. Amazing. Jim. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Jim, and I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm excited to be the only lady on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> mm, love it. Hi, guys. Thanks, Baraka, for liking my dreadlocks. You know, it's, it's really a hassle trying to get it to look like this. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> my name is Judah. My name is Judah Ama, but then my stage name is Judah Domino. I come from Ghana, but currently I live in Kenya. And so I call myself a missionary because I love to travel and spread God's word using poetry. Yeah, and for those who don't know me today, my name is Mordecai, and I'm from Kenya, but currently living in the U.S. of A. Welcome to our conversations today. Um, about two weeks ago, I was on a boat. And uh, my friend Collins, who owns a boat, uh, thank you, Colin, for allowing me to be on your boat, um, asked me to drop the anchor into the lake, Lake Michigan. And so I dropped it, and we ended up having a quite intensive conversation about anchor and uh, what happens when the, the boat is anchored. What, uh, how far can the boat go? Uh, why is it important? And it was just a tiny, tiny metal that I had to drop into the uh, lake and that boat was anchored. So it got me thinking what it really means to be anchored in Christ. But also it got me thinking what does it mean as a young leader to be anchored in the overwhelming culture that we live in when we have so many ideas left, right, center, so many opinions how can we anchor ourselves? And so to lead us to our conversations, I just want to get to hear a bit of everybody's stories. How are you as a leader being anchored? But before you even answer that question, in what ways and capacity have you grown as a leader? How far have you come? What are your passions that are leading you to being in that space of leadership or wherever you are? Personally, at this point, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pastor and... I think that journey was, was interesting 
when I started out, I wasn't a preaching kind of pastor. I was always in the back because I'm very shy. Most people don't believe this because I'm very loud around them because I know them. But I'm a very, I'm an introvert. So whenever there's people, I'd rather sit at the back and observe and just figure out what, who everybody is and what they're about. So I remember that I got saved, I think, when I was 17. And my, my, my passion was always to share God with other people, but I didn't know how to at that time. I was very shy, I was very introverted, and I could not speak in front of people. So I had to go through, first of all, all the teenage dramas of, this is not cool, what will people say? If I say I'm a Christian, they're going to be judging me differently. So for a long time, I didn't actually talk about my Christianity, but I'd see all the things that are wrong, and I'm like, we need God in these situations. So then I got older, and I came across different people who walked with me. Uh, some of them who stand out as... Uh, a bishop called Bishop Eddie Maitum from Uganda, amazing, amazing pastor who taught me so much. But I still was shy with all the information and everything that I had learned, the experiences, I was still very shy. So it took a while for me to get to the point where I'm like, the world needs to know the stuff that I'm talking about. The world needs to hear about God and who best to say my story than myself. So eventually I had to get to a point where I decided, you know what? I don't think anybody will die if I actually stood in front of people and spoke. So my anchoring verse at that point was Second Timothy um, one seven that says you've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And I think I said that verse to myself more than a thousand times before I actually got to the point where I believed it. So one day I just said, you know what? I've been I've been writing things online. I've been sharing stuff um, behind the scenes. I've been writing blogs anonymously. So at some point, I might as well get up there and do this. So I just say that knowing who I am in God and finding my identity in him is what has helped me get to the point where I'm ready to talk about him and just be the person that I was created to be. Wow, Jim. Yeah, your story reminds me of Moses who stands in front of God and says, God, how can I be the one you're going to use to let the children of Israelites free from Pharaoh? Uh, but over and over, God reminds uh, Moses that he will be with him. Yeah. And also, he encourages Joshua by telling him, be courageous. So to be honest, man, since, one, since you shared the question, I've been thinking about it. And um, I don't know if I've always been anchored, eh, to be honest. Eh? And, and when I listen to, to Jim, I think it's such a very nice, candid answer. But let me, let me share my, my perspective. And I don't think I've always been anchored. I feel I've had moments where I've held on, then the moments where... I'm like, I is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Um, there are many times in my life where I felt like Noah being asked to build a boat and, and no one believes me. And they're like, what the <laughs> heck are you doing, man? <laughs> you know? and, and, and sometimes, man, unlike Noah, there are times when I take a break and I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe these guys are right, right? Um, why, I'm, why I'm saying that is because I feel one of the things for me is always being that the anchor does not move. You never know when you anchor a boat or you anchor a ship. It may sway a bit, but the anchor does not move, you know. And for me, that's what's really important. The days where I sway just a bit, but that anchor doesn't move, you know. And for me, the anchor has been faith, of course, has been God showing me that he's always going to be there. A story that I love a lot in the Bible is the story of the prodigal son. And I mean, I've not run away from home like Mordecai. 
and going to a strange <laughs> land. <laughs> you know, but I've not done that extreme. But why I love that story is because it says, when the prodigal son came to his senses, and many times I feel like we do different things and then we have to come back to our senses. But the dad was out there waiting with his arms stretched wide and I'm trying to lean back and stretch my hands wide. And his hands were stretched wide and he was there waiting and, and the dad was the anchor and he didn't move. And so the truth is I've not always been anchored, but I've always known who the anchor is. And the anchor is always there ready with his hands stretched anytime I'm ready to come back. Hey, Sparaka. Are you a pastor again? You should be. I, I, Jem. <laughs> Influence from Jem and from you, Mordecai. You're welcome, wow. Baraka. You are welcome. We're making you deal. <laughs> we accept you with open hands. <laughs> I, I, I completely resonate. I think, um, you know, with Jem, Jem, it, it feels like she's been uh, safe for a very long time, you know, unlike some of us, you know. Uh, she makes us look like we're toddlers in ministry, you know. So... Yeah, but I think I can resonate with what Baraka says. Um, the part of whereby you feel like you've been uh, anchored somewhere, but you keep on swaying on and off, on and off. Um, I remember for me, the life that I lived uh, before, the life that I live now, <laughs> is been, it's, it's like, I, I don't know, you can say it's two complete uh, worlds that you would actually ever think of. But for me, I remember... Um, and it kept on ringing in my head. My mom every time used to say that you can do any, um, you can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. That's Philippians four thirteen. That verse was anchored on me by my mom so much because sometimes I'd feel like I couldn't do anything. Because first of all, one, I was a fat, chubby kid when I was growing up. Um, so basically, running, basically playing basketball, uh, or being like anything activity was not actually something that I, I could do. Uh, because I couldn't actually, I wasn't actually that competitive. So that usually put me away and drew me so far off from understanding to who I was. And so it led me into the, you know, the world life, um, basically the alcohol, the girls and everything like that. But when I was returning back, and I think uh, after being in that space and just saying, okay, fine, God, I think now you're your hand that is reaching out for me is so close to me right now. I can feel you and I know you're calling me back. I felt like Paul. Because uh, <laughs> for me, it's, it's just that same space where I was just like, God, um, you know the life I've lived and you know who I've been before. Right now, uh, you calling, are you sure you're the, you know, I'm the right person? I know I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all these mistakes, all these blemishes on me. And you know, all he's telling me is my grace is sufficient for you. And that aspect of him saying that my grace is sufficient for you, just forget about your thorn, forget about the mistakes, but that's where I'm going to use. For me, I was just like, that's very difficult. Cause I was like, let me get rid of all this baggage. Once I'm, once I'm rid of it, then uh, I can come to you. Right. But um, I remember returning and then there was like, okay, me and my father never really had that much of a good relationship. But I remember the words of my father were telling me that, you know, I still love you like a son. And for me, those words, literally just, it's like a renewal. For me, that felt like a renewal. Second <laughs> um, yeah, Corinthians 5.17, for the old has gone and the new has come. That felt like a renew, like an unveiling again of me to be able to return. And I knew that God's word truly for me was just that same sense. 
meaning that <clears throat> what what god is actually telling me that it's it's not about what you've done it's not about the mistakes that you've done but it's because you're my son so when those words just hit home then you know that you have been held on to and he's not letting go so he's always going to be there and i look at what i've done today it's the the, the greatest thing i remember even I, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend and i was telling her that for me the greatest thing ever amidst all these things faith amidst having courage amidst having the 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 strength to be able to pull on and 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 keep on going but the greatest thing for me was the day that i gave my life back to christ that is always something that anchors me and holds me strong mm. that's what keeps yeah. me going yeah wow we have we have noah we have moses we have prodigal sons <laughs> but <laughs> it's amazing because when i hear alain and i hear uh jem before we come to judah and zuze i i hear people who are in the background so ben and i have been friends and i think ben is always in the background ben so i was thinking about you and what are your thoughts because i thought so i mean for me this past um season with covid here in the united states um it's just been a very rough season for a lot of people and it's been really interesting to see the way that people have reacted to um the whole situation and everything um i think for me something that really anchored me during this season was just remembering how good god is um and how he provides for us despite our circumstances um a lot of people here in the united states lost their jobs because of um shutdowns and stuff because of covid um but somehow the lord provided for me and i was able to keep work and um actually um have an abundance of um enough for me to get through the season um and so i think that was just something that anchored me this season was just seeing how good god is um and how he works um even despite our circumstances that we might be in i'd relate to jen a lot with the whole aspect of being an introvert and being expected to or being felt called to be a leader even though you're kind of introverted you kind of sit in the background um you might not be the best speaker ever um but despite that just working through um that and realizing how god has called us to be leaders um i think for me one of my high, big passions is um youth ministry so working with um teenagers and um as they kind of discover who they are in christ and um discover their purpose i think that's been a, a very cool passion um for me and just um for me the reason that like I was so passionate or I am so passionate about that is because of the way that my youth leaders poured into me. Um and I think some of that developed our leadership um based on the the people that have poured into us and spoken into our lives. They are the people that help shape who we are. Um and they're the ones that push us to become good leaders. Um and so surrounding yourself with people um for me has really helped me develop my leadership skills um as they mentor me and they um watch me grow in that kind of area so i like that you bring people around because was i i asked collins my friend is it possible to drop an anchor in front and anchor at the back and anchor you know and he said for bigger ships they actually have uh so it's 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 yeah uh, you can drop anchors in different areas and this drove me to acts 27 when paul 
is faced with a storm and the ship is wrecked, they actually drop four anchors into the ocean. And, you know, I asked myself as I was reading this text, what did these four anchors even mean? But anyway, we'll get to that text. Uh, Judah. Yeah, what's up, man? Wow. All right, so just like Jim, I, I grew up being timid, being shy, and not being able to speak out, not being able to speak my mind. And that changed, like, I think when I left my country and I came to Kenya in 2018, or the real me came out, which is stepping into a space where I get to really express myself and do it like loudly. And many people did not like it, don't like it. But then what's, what's currently, I feel like God called me out of my country so that I can be able to step out of my comfort zone and my, my stuff. What really anchors me is my, is, this, is my story, which is my mom's story, which is how I was born. So my mom, after giving birth to my senior brother, had to wait for 18 years before giving birth to me. So she calls me, she, she wanted to call me Samuel, but then she felt God t- told her to call me Judah, which means praise. So then every time... I, I want to quit ministry every time I, I feel like I'm not worthy enough. Every time I'm shy to even go on stage to, to do my poetry and stuff. I remember that I am her gift. I am someone, I'm supposed to be a prophet in this generation, in my generation, in the next generation. So that is really what keeps me like anchored in, in God. The fact that... I had to come at a particular time. The fact that I had to, it took a lot, like 18 years of prayer, fasting, and going to, going to sleep over in church and stuff for me to be born. And that is that is what keeps me sometimes scared and sometimes questioning God and asking God, why? But yeah, it keeps me anchored in, in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um... That's, that's, that's amazing. I, I really like when people bring up their stories because our stories are a combination of the bigger, greater story that God has for our lives. The Bible is full of narratives of God telling us stories, stories of how he was being uh, God and how he rescued his people and how he was there. Even when people didn't think they were there, uh, he was there. So it's amazing when people talk about their story and share their story in confidence because it's not just their story. It's a God story. Yeah. I'm loving the conversation. I'm hearing things that I've never heard before <laughs> with these people that I've been with for so long. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think for me, the story is a bit different. I think God snatched me away from the world at my prime. Because uh, why I'm saying that is because I was a, um, okay, I'm still an artist. Uh, but that time I was like a secular artist. Uh, and I was in a, a, a band called Classmates Music, you know. So we were just getting to our prime and things were going well. And then I ended up moving uh, homes. That's where God started speaking to me. And it was so hard to to actually listen to him because i was like no god we are we're about to blow up you know like we're about to make it this is the moment that i've been waiting for my whole life and now you're saying i should 
let all that go and and follow you so that was really a tough moment for me but then when i made the decision this is what happened my my friends my friends left me like the 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 band that i was with so they left me uh and then the people that were christians still didn't want to associate with me because they thought i wasn't really saved they thought i was just pretending just to get the girls uh because that's what we were doing you know we're going to church for girls but at the end of the day um we ended up i ended up being in a space where i was alone so my old friends don't want me anymore and my the, the the people that are supposed to be my new friends and walk with me in this christian journey are like uh a bit you know you know they're like no we don't know if you are actually saved i don't know what that means but you know they're just like conservative of everything so um i ended up being in a space where god was uh my only friend um and i and i think i think god for that time because i feel like he took away every single thing and just to show me that all i needed was him and i didn't need anything else and 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 after 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 a while i stayed like that for a while and then that's when i was introduced to mavuno so i met pastor timo um pastor timo tikabu is one of the missionaries that came to malawi then um and and this guy just walked with me this guy i asked him questions i was open to him so it was like god and this pastor was my were my friends and i was just like you know that guy who didn't have anyone else but these two guys but the beauty about pastor timo was in that moment i felt like okay let me let me give up this god thing and get my friends back um so i would i would like like everybody's saying i would go i would fall and i would come back i would fall i'll come back the beauty of um pastor timo being my uncle in that moment is because he did not see the 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 struggles that I was uh, I was going through he he called out the calling that God had on my life he said you are going to be you're going to serve your generation so with the gifts that you have just come i will give you a platform you will serve in this church you will sing in front i was like you know what i'm not uh, the right person to sing in front of your church but he was like no you will be the one singing in front of this church so i started serving and god actually started revealing himself to me more and showing me exactly where i was supposed to be and and he pastor timo kept on reminding me that i have a calling um to serve my generation and it's not a coincidence that god separated me from my bandmates you know to to this uh space where i'm at uh, just for, for nothing so that was always my anchor but he kept on telling me you need to die die to self you need to die to your ambitions your desires and whatever you want to do whatever you had um in mind that you're going to be or you're going to do and let god lead you so my anchoring verse then and it's actually up until now is galatians 2 verse 20 to say i've i've been crucified with christ i no longer live you know so every morning when i wake up i remind myself that 
it's not me who's leaving, but it's Christ who's leaving through me and he has to lead me each and every step of the way. It's incredible how you bring out the aspect of purpose over and over and a calling because our calling give us the direction and focus where we're going. Yeah. We are not swayed by anything else that comes along the way uh, in our lives, but it gives us focus. Few thing that stood out for me is uh, just a few people, many people who've been of anchor in your life, uh, from pastors to parents to um, and and and, and a, a more so scriptures that you remind yourselves over and over. Uh, we, we could call them promises that God has for us, and we keep reminding ourselves as well. But it's also interesting to see that you've not. Some people have always not been anchored. Um, and people who would listen to this, there are people who would be like, I have actually never been anchored anywhere. Just like a boat. Boats, when they are sailing, they sail when the anchors are in. And then when they get to a specific location, they pull them down. And you can always pull the anchor up and then put it back down. So it's interesting to hear all these perspectives of people being anchored and others not being anchored. And also the journey that leads you to places where you think, I actually need an anchor, you know? So the word anchor, when it comes to your mind, what, how can you define the word anchor? I think it's what's, what holds me, like what my mind is set, like that mindset that never changes. So the, the mindset I fall back to every single time. For me, that's, that's what anchor means to me. I think for me, it would be stability and focus because the anchor is what stops the boat from being moved away by the waves and everything around it so it's the yeah. one thing that keeps you sane or stable even though things are going crazy around you i feel like heavy is definitely one of the words that come to mind and it might not feel like it's worth it when you're lugging around an anchor and you don't need it but then when that storm hits you're glad you have one because you want to be like firm in where you're yeah. where you are it just may not feel like you want it when you're just kind of cruising along. I don't know if you've ever been like in a swimming pool before or like the ocean or like the lake and you're lying down on a mattress. Like a, like a, like a, I don't know if they call them like a water mattress or something. And you're just lying back and enjoying the breeze and enjoying the sun. And it's brilliant. But anytime I do that, the feeling is, oh my God, how far am I going? You know, because you're not you're like, will I wake up? Will I fall asleep? And then wake up and I'm in the middle of the ocean. I'm next to Malawi, you know, or <laughs> and I think the thing with an anchor is that you can still be in your moment, but sure that you're not going too far out of reach. So anytime when I think about an anchor, I still I think firm, I think security, I think of safety, you know, that I can still be where I am and enjoy what I'm doing but without the fear of going too far and being lost in Malawi. That's, yeah. <laughs> Bad luck <in> Malawi. <laughs> uh, okay, so the words I'm hearing are secure, safety, fun, stability, focus, heavy, uh, foundation, um, steadfast. Baraka was alluding to that. When we see in, in Acts 27, it's Paul with these guys. They are in a storm. Uh, then they used to have something they used to do called uh, the, under, uh, the underguard. So the, someone would jump into the lake and would go under the boat and like put a stick on somewhere and then come back in 
it was called the underguard, but they still had the anchors because there was like a huge storm that was going for days and it continued and it was just raging and raging. And um, at one point they lost hope completely. In fact, it says in Acts 27 verse 20, when the sun nor the stars appeared for many days, the storm continued raging and we finally gave up hope of being saved. Now, it makes me think about the times we're living in. Uh, we are all around the same age gap and we have our peers who right now are going through so much. Um, I, I just want a few of you guys to just, I, and it's great that we have different contexts and cultures here, to just talk about what is the feeling where you are on ground uh, or back home at, with your people. What, where do you feel like people are at in terms of verse 20, where they feel discouraged or like lost their jobs where 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 i feel like people are at uh, i haven't been home for for a while um and i haven't been in touch with people um but uh i think here in kenya um i interact with a lot of can i can i speak for here yeah, yeah absolutely i think i think this covid season has actually um uncovered so many things in families that are uh affecting young people um, and, and the reality is we, we live in a broken society where families are a lot more dysfunctional than we, we imagine them to be. And that affects the, the, the teens. And, and I've been talking to uh, most of them and most of their problems come from, from within the family more than uh, outside of their families. So... Uh, most of them are actually in a space where they're just so um, depressed. They don't understand why, you know, their, their, their parents are too loud. They don't understand why they don't appreciate them. They don't compliment them. And it's just, it's just bringing, it's just surfacing so many things that maybe they couldn't have seen or experienced if they were, um, everyone was going out as normal. You know, dad going to work, mom going to work, children going to school. But now you're in a space where you're with each other 24-7. And it's just bringing out so many things. So guys are, I would say they're anxious. They're stressed. They're depressed. Mm. Um, I, I received a meme saying that, okay, let me, let me move out and, 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 and ha be like my mental health uh, will be sorted. Uh, but then, <laughs> if I stay here, my financial health will be good, you know. So, so a team is like looking at those two extremes. Like, okay, when I move out, I'll be broke, but I'll be mentally, I'll be alright. But when I'm stay, when I stay in the house, you know, I'll suffer mentally, but financially, I'll be okay. So, I feel like that's that's really a big deal when it comes mm. to teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's huge, and I believe it's not only teenagers. When I hear the words anxious, stressed, depressed, I feel like it's everywhere. Um, it's it's really sad that most most people got like had to lose their jobs because of this global pandemic. So even this morning, my sister called me and was like, "Yo, one of our friends, our childhood friends, has been home, and he used to school and work in the cinema." And the cinemas have closed down and and stuff. And currently, he's he's he has to go back to school, but there's no money to go back to school because the office 
stop paying the cinema stopped paying him when this whole thing started and it's really been i feel like people are at a really tough space currently because financially and stuff they nobody saw this coming and people did not prepare for it so it really hit them at a really bad timing knowing that january is always the the hard month like people say it has like the whole year in one in one month and it was really it's really tough having coming right after that and then covid happens and then you have to be home for a very long time and then stuff in the country keeps going up like in Ghana they increase fuel to some percentage and it's it's really alarming because even the last time I was there I used like $200 in one week and I'm I'm like I know all the local spots I know where to get cheap stuff so I'm like I don't know how they live down there currently like I don't know how they do it I feel like people are at a space where if we don't take care we may we may find more young people moving into a space of corruption and space of make money real quick rather than doing legit stuff because I feel like the systems are getting tighter and tighter. Mm, wow. Those are heavy stuff. Young people getting into corruption and making money quick, but it's very valid because they are desperate. They don't know what else to do. They're not, I mean, I don't want to use the word anchored yet, but there's nothing they hold to. Uh, yeah. Friendships are breaking as well. Uh, so, Micah, You're in the US. Well, I think a lot of people who were comfortable have like now been like, oh my gosh, the world is crashing in around me and I don't know what to do. Like so there's a lot of people who are unsure of what's going on. Like, am I going to have a job tomorrow? Or is someone I love going to have COVID? Or do I have COVID? I'd say generally in the US, it's pretty similar to what I'm hearing in other places. It's just people aren't used to having struggle necessarily in some areas like there's just some people who they haven't had to worry about anything in a while and it's forcing them to say what am i relying on am i relying on myself am i relying on my money am i relying on my parents like i think it's been good in a lot of ways i mean obviously covid is not good but i think it's also forced people to look for help and look towards the church and see it thriving and and thinking what am i missing so the one word that i pick from you is it has forced people to look and it has forced people to look inwardly and outwardly which is 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 quite something now i'm um, i'm basing off our conversation from acts 27 because i see a progression here these guys they're in the storm they are worried because the storms are raging like with the times we are living in uh you know we have people who are stressed we have people who are going through so much and sometimes it can feel like the storms are raging L- right left center we are being hit people cannot pay rent people cannot put food on the table people just don't know what to do so in this moment paul rises up and he tells them the first thing he tells them is to brave up so he t- that's when they are about to do their undergrad thing so the first thing he tells them is to brave up so my question for us right now is how do we brave up Uh, I'll give it from a personal experience for me. Um, the first thing was um, to know what is happening, the reality of what's happening. Uh, because, you know, as much as we talk about prosperity and we talk about um, things are going to be better, we encourage each other, we talk about hope, we talk about all those things, uh, there is a need for reality. Um, we need to be able to understand what is happening at, that, at this point in time. So... 
um, if I take the if I take the angle of of me how I looked at it in this season, I tried to understand what is God trying to show us right now. Um, probably for me was we are moving too quick, we're moving too fast, and probably we're also moving towards distraction. So He was just telling us uh, pause. He wasn't saying stop. He wasn't saying it's the end. <laughs> not it's not 2012 yet. Uh, the repetition of 2012. No, there's no rapture yet. He's just saying relax pause um probably where you're going uh you're not seeing it well because um just to say what others are saying there is a vision and there is a goal and there is something that you're holding on to um and the direction that you're going on to uh so what happened is you have a plan of where you're going but that plan is not working so what most people would do is they change the vision instead of changing the plan so you want to be able to change your vision because you want it to fit to your plan. Like this is your plan, so you want to stick it that way. And yet, in real sense, what people are supposed to do is tweak your plan to try and get to where your vision is. I'll put it like someone who's, on a, who's gone bungee jumping, right? So, you know, you've, you've been tied up your legs. So basically, you know, you're going down. But the very first time you go down, you're going straight down to shoot. But then by the time you almost get into the water because at that speed, the speed that you're actually going at could actually either kill you or actually injure you. So it springs you back up, like relax. And the many amount of times that it keeps bouncing down is for you to get at the level that you're actually getting to where you're supposed to get to. So sometimes with our visions, that's the same thing. We want to move so fast to the plan, but you know that plan is not the right one. So you need to get people to understand what is happening right now. Then you get to give them a roadmap that says, okay, fine. Now let's move. Now let's take the journey. So by the time you're taking that pace, that, that pace, you know that pace is getting you to a finish line without any injury. Wow, vision plan. Uh, well, you, you threw so many things in there. Well, it continues to say that. And then the next thing he tells the men is cheer up. So those two, I kind of thought maybe I should include both of them. Because in verse 21, he said, after they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood out before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail to Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage. But, but, now I urge you to keep up with your courage. But not one of you will, will, will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. So, it tells them, this is what we have done wrong. We were not supposed to go here. But now since we are here, like Judah had said, we didn't expect this. Nobody was prepared for this. But now, since we are here, the reality, okay, cheer up, guys. So, connect those two. How do we brave up? How do people in our generation brave up? And how do they cheer up? Jem, what are your thoughts? For me, this has been an, an interesting time. I found, like from my experience, I found that God is usually closest to us when we're going through hardship. Um, the one thing that has, has come out during this season is how how much we are not prepared for anything. We are very, even the people in the church have been very lukewarm in terms of being grounded in God. And so for me, it was, it was just a space of seeing, it was, I think for me, it was a space of mercy. It's like, yes, there's all this insanity going around, but God has allowed us to see the areas that we need to work on and um, grow in. So 
for me always it always comes back to god's word because the bible has answers to everything i know you say that as pastors and i keep telling my my teens that yeah i know you i say some of these things and you assume that i say it because i'm your pastor but i don't share anything that i've not experienced firsthand so the bible is 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 the space that we get grounding we get um anchored we, we get encouragement for the hard times and the bible is the place that talks about being confident do not fear cheer up the lord is with you it always gives you the perspective of the reality and a lot of times we assume that it denies reality faith denies real, reality but it doesn't it kind of paints the picture of what is ahead of you and then it gives you a perspective of who is behind you and it's just understanding that the god we serve is greater and mightier than anything that could happen and yes we can talk about we didn't see this coming we didn't know what we didn't prepare for it but god wasn't caught off guard and so just being in that space where you understand that no matter what happens around you no matter what storms are coming your way we can we can still afford to sleep in the boat because there's a god who's still very much in control so for me in this season i found it I've found opportunities to be able to invite people into this space of yes the world has no answers everybody's um anchor seems to be giving way but there's an anchor and a foundation that does not give way this there's a constant there's a god who is not moved is not um caught off guard is not uh what do you call it distracted by the things around you so that's the place that you need to hold on to something that's constant something that is beyond the things that happen around us so for me it's been an interesting time of ministry i actually do bible studies every day it's it's exhausting but i think the hunger and the need is is so real because people have realized that the things that they held on to so much can be moved the relationships are breaking the the money that you thought you'd always have now you're not so sure about it school which was like a big um focus for many mentally now you're stuck at home with your thoughts and you don't know what to do so it's been a great opportunity to just come back to god and refocus and yeah i think for me that i've i've seen the positive behind all the negative it ends from verse 27 going down to 33 Paul uh, at one point gathers them in 33 it says just before dawn Paul urged them all to eat he said for the last 14 days you have been in constant suspension and have not have gone without food now i urge you to take some food you need it to survive not one of you will lose a single hair from your head after he had said that he took the bread he ate they ate he broke it they ate and then verse 36 says they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves verse 44 which is the end says uh the uh, everybody was able to get to the shore everybody survived i find this verse very encouraging because paul encourages them encourages them and tells them not even a single hair of you is going to miss as we wind up how do we get to encourage people in our generation right now so one parting shot encouragement <laughs> i think for me Ephesians 6 Ephesians 6 i don't remember the remember exact verse but Where it says uh do not be anxious about anything but through everything with prayer and making your um your prayers specific to god so for me that's 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 the space that i would say that's my encouragement because everything that's happening now just like solomon said in ecclesiastes has already happened and shall happen but what he's trying to tell us is 
that there is nothing new under the sun. And the people that managed to go through it before, we can also be able to go through it. But it's just to find our hope, just as you said in Hebrews, find our hope and our trust in God. Because through him, if you anchor yourself on his word, because his word is living, right? And if you anchor yourself on his word, and then basically for me is having the friends, because having Zuze, Judah, Jem, these guys have actually been able to help. When you keep on speaking to someone and then there is sanity that's still brought in and they're still showing you that God's word is real and in this season, there's something God is saying each and every time. So when you get that basis and that firm base of having one, God's love, then the people that are around you, that's something that can keep you going. For me, that's, that's what I can say. Encouraging people to look at the bright side. Obviously, COVID brings a lot of anxiety and stress, but also through a lot of change has given new perspectives for people it's given new opportunities for people that definitely people hadn't expected nobody expected and so i think the way i encourage others is just to ask them to look at the bright side and like to be optimistic about the situation and sure bad things are happening but bad things always happen and so what are you going to do about it and what how can you make this something good for you I was about to see what Micah said, but yeah. Call on me first. So, the, what I can say is just like when sometimes music is playing and it pauses, this is the pause whereby we get to wonder like what's coming next. But it's, there's always something better next with the artist. Like God gives artists some amazing inspiration to do something after the pause, something amazing after the pause. So all I can say is there's something big and something better coming up and this this season was just for us to to have a relationship with god on our own and not depend on pastors and depend on on stuff but just for us to have a real relationship then we can do amazing and greater things in in i think in the years to come and for the next generation and the next next generations coming so yeah preach it brother um, but one thing i really like to do every morning is like run in the morning um, for about half an hour and and my playlist is on shuffle and every time well, it's on shuffle because i don't know what song is going to come up next and i like that anticipation of i don't know if it's beyonce coming up next uh or riga i don't know who's coming up next and i'd like the surprise right um because one minute you could be waiting for like a bomb song and then it's single ladies by beyonce coming on and i'm like okay now <laughs> we keep running you know you don't stop you always keep running you know and that's what we need to do. We must always keep running, um, whatever we are. So let me share just two questions of scripture real quick. First from the book of Romans, Romans um, 5, uh, 3 to 5, says quickly, uh, it asks us to rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character of hope. Uh, and hope does not disappoint. And I feel like we are called to spread hope. There are so many people in this world who will give you bad news. So many people, but very few people will give you hope. Um, let me end by saying uh, Hebrews 4, 14 says that we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens. This is the son of God. And let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, right? Um, it goes on to say that uh, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And we are in a time of need. So I think by all means, Let's approach the throne of grace with confidence. Let's give hope 
And no matter what you do, whether it's a Beyonce song playing or a Riga song playing, always keep running. I'm going to talk about uh, strength, um, stronger, getting stronger. I think uh, God sometimes uses these situations to get, to, to get us to become stronger. And um, in so many scriptures, we see him telling us that he will renew our strength. You know, um, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And what I, what I see from that is sometimes the situation might not go away. You know, the situation, the reality on the ground might, might, might not become better, but you will become stronger. You will become stronger. At the end of the day, you will be the one who's going to say, okay, that was a, that was a big deal, but I think I made it, you know on the other side of the ocean. And yeah, I feel like God is, is just calling us to a place where we can put our hope in him. Because as Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah says, Isaiah 40, 32-31, it talks about us as youth, we grow weary uh, and, 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 and weak, but, but God will renew our strength for those, only for those who hope in the Lord their strength will be renewed and they will run and they will not go weary. So I feel like this is a season where God is building each and every one of us to become stronger and better in our faith, in our families, in every other area of our lives. I like, what, I like the verses that both Judah and Barak have shared. Barak, I'm judging your playlist, by the way. I don't know why you have single ladies on your playlist, but all right. Um, so I think I'm going to end the verse as well. And for me, this is um, Isaiah 43. It's one of those verses that really encourages me when I'm feeling overwhelmed or exhausted. So it's from verse 1 to 3 where it says, um, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name and your mind. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. For I am your Lord, I am your Savior, and I am with you. So I think for me that's really encouraging to know that it doesn't matter what's happening around us, my God hasn't changed. He's the same person that he was yesterday. And when you go through the Bible, you see that miracles happen when things go wrong. In a normal situation, you don't there's no need for miracles because you know, life is fine. So whenever there's hardship, instead of focusing on the problem, I always try and see what is it that God wants to do in this season. And for sure, in the midst of all the drama and the craziness, there's been amazing miracles happening. Guys have been talking about how they've experienced healing for the first time, how supernaturally provision has shown up, and so many different things. And I'm like, in a normal situation, those are not things that would happen because, you know, life is Life is normal. You go to work, you go to school, the cycle continues. So just focusing on God gives you perspective on whatever situation and remembering that nobody graduates before doing an exam. So every trial, every hardship is an opportunity for us to progress and grow to the next level. Wow. Every opportunity is an opportunity for us to grow and move to the next level. Uh, it's quite an interesting conversation. Thank you guys for being able to create this time. Micah, I know you hadn't met all these guys. Judah is from Ghana. Baraka is from South Africa. Zuse is from Malawi. <laughs> Jem is from Kenya. 
<laughs> and Elaine is from uh, Rwanda. Baraka is from Kenya. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was wondering why he was laughing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, for those who are listening out there, right now we uh, the wind is blowing, the storms are raging, our minds and hearts are overwhelmed. But like you've had from all of these guys, um, it's very important, first of all, to be anchored in the Word, to be anchored in Christ, because there is where we find our hope. There is where we find our strength. There is where our joy is renewed. And in the midst of adversity, through everything, through the quiet nights where you cry to the Lord and wonder what's next in your life, what's uh, what's everything, through everything. The Word of God says, though the storms may come and everything blow, that we shall remain steadfast in His, in Him. We shall find our hope in Him and our hope the hope in our soul can encourage us and his word can give us promises that can give us the strength for the journey that we are in so be anchored and be rooted in Christ and i pray that if you're out there Matthew 11:28 God says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest rest in this case is peace a peace that surpasses all understanding an immense deep connection and rest upon God knowing that you're anchored in him and knowing that no storm will sway you away from him and I pray that you are able to cast all your fears and all your burdens onto him so thank you so much for who is listening whoever is listening and uh, I pray that you'll uh, find rest and I pray that God will be with you send us your shout outs your email uh, and let me know who you want to come on next 